There. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. L- little Brie burp. I might have some burps as well because I'm indulging in some slightly alcoholic kombucha this evening. It's Ooh. the kind that you need an ID for. So wow, you know. look at you. I know. I'm in roller. my twenties. <laughs> yeah. Um. I haven't I'm been in having... my mid twenties, oh. and basically the only alcohol I can consume um, and not want to die is kombucha kombucha that's less than three percent by volume well i was gonna say i haven't i've been abstaining recently because i've been not like really sick the last couple of days just kind of like kind of sick you know so where you're just... general malaise yeah yeah you, you like you're no, lethargic I... you, you have a sore yeah. throat you're sneezy a little it's just like ugh, i don't want to yeah that's that's about where i've been for about the past month i would wow. say wow yeah, it's not good. It's no. probably because, um, you know, I work in the service industry, so I'm around disease yeah. all the time. You um, might as you might as well be a preschool teacher for how much disease you're exposed to. Uh, I, you know, they really should just call school disease farm. <laughs> the lab. Um, yeah, this is Sam Maggie Higley. Like I said, though, I'm Sam. It is, and I'm Maggie, and we watch Glee. Yeah, we do. We watched uh, episode five of season four because we're just trucking on through mm-hmm. uh, this season, and it was it's called the role you were born to play. Which what I don't think role anyone were you born to play, Sam. Well, co-host of this podcast, obviously. Oh, that's sweet, and that's sort of true i i mean no one else could really be my co-host if because if if this is gonna stay a sibling podcast yeah exactly i guess i could co-host it with the dog (laughs) see i i do make jokes about how our parents replace me with the dog but i also know that it's true so yeah i mean they replace me with the dog too because it's not like they i mean they definitely love her more than both of us combined Um, well, she is probably more successful, so let's... <laughs> As a dog, yes. <laughs> this, this episode originally aired on November 8th, 2012, with 5.68 million viewers, which is down from last week's 6.07 million. And um, my phone is off, so I can't really Google on the fly, so I'm having to Google in my computer, so it's taking me a second longer than it normally would. You know, I th- I think this is really a return to form where I don't have this information pulled up and I'm a, an, a, a total mess. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we, we have to return to our roots at some point, just like Lee. Uh-huh. Well, you know, at least I'm not like a fake version of me. Um, okay. Like nearly. what I, I guess I'm not like, you know, I'm saying like fake Finn, right? Oh, As in sure. writer. Or, yes. um, or Brody. You know, right? Yeah, I I don't know if they're really like fake versions of Finn, but maybe they're just white men. So I just hate them anyway. I don't know. Uh, the episode was directed by Brad Falchuk and written by Michael Hitchcock, which is the Scarlet Fever. Yep, guy. Yep, and he made an appearance on an episode. A couple was it last week? Who cares? Yeah, he's he's yeah. on like the writers team. Yes. Um. This, so. But yeah. So. To jump I think right you can in. tell oh. that this was directed by Brad Falchuk, by the way. There are some bad choices that are made. 
<laughs> I'm, I can't wait to talk about them. Let's jump right into the recap. Um, essentially, it's just the breakups that happened last episode. You'll remember Finn and Rachel broke up, Blaine and Kurt broke up, and Santana and Brittany broke up, and Wemma kind of broke up. Um, They're just in a fight. This recap yeah. was so useless. Like, it wasn't even, there was no jokes. Just no. nothing. No. And it also reminds us that Jarly is a thing. Is that the term? Or do you think it's... I guess. Make. Because both of them are not great. <laughs> I mean, make is a little bit more, like, innuendo-y. But I think it's, I think it's probably Jarly. Yeah. So, anyway, let's jump right in. Um, we're at the tire shop. We yeah, we're at Hummel Tires. Hummel and Sons is, I think, what Bert wanted to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Finn is, like... Artie is here to talk to Finn, and Finn is just like, my life is garbage. Hopefully, if um, if I play my cards right, one of these cars will crush me. Which, he then realizes <laughs> who he's talking to, which, oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> got, that's, Finn, that's why Finn he immediately... needs to read the room a yeah. little bit. Well, and episode. that's... I was going to say, that's not the only time this episode that Finn has to immediately stick his foot in his mouth. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, Artie's here to coerce him into directing Greece. So I, honestly, I'm I like Finn more when he is kind of when he recognizes that his life is a pile of crap, but is just like <laughs> keeping it to himself. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is he's not really keeping it to himself so much because he literally tells every person in this he episode. He tells everyone that his life is garbage. Like somebody will come up to him and be like, "Hey, Finn," and he's like, "I, I want to be crushed by a car." Yeah. Like that's. I mean, that's sort of the move. The problem is we're also this episode is also full of lies because yeah, literally. Finn lies. In in addition to Finn complaining about his life to everyone, everyone goes and is like, "No, Finn, you're one of a kind. Finn, you're the I best." I hope you stop thinking about yourself that way. <laughs> Which, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But like I said, uh, Artie is. Uh, but yeah. Finn is like Finn because Artie starts off on that kind of tangent, and Finn is like, "People are lying to me. Like, look at my life." <laughs> It's like, I listen to Sam and Maggie hate Glee. They're so right. I am a garbage. I I am a garbage. I hate myself. Oof. I don't don't know if I want to be the progenitor of that. But Mm -hmm. um, Artie Artie does say, hey, I want you. I'm I'm trying to. I'm going to pull you out of this because that's how this literally works every time is someone has yeah. to you know drag finn by his bootstraps um Artie tells him that he just needs a creative outlet and that he's gonna direct grace with him yeah. like they're yep. gonna co-direct it uh and finn's like no i couldn't do that i don't know how and then Artie's like well if you don't i don't and i'm gonna do some domestic terrorism yes well <laughs> some olivia newton john based terrorism um yeah so it sounds like this is going to happen we get the glee title card and then we move to a weird headspace. Oh, no, I love it, though. <laughs> Blam <laughs> is discussing the auditions for Greece. We see Sam at, at the beginning of the scene writing his name on the audition, um, audition sheet. Did you see the handwriting? No. Like, it's, it's bad. Like, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. It, I, I guess it's, like, purposely bad to, like... It's, Court Overstreet is like method acting that Sam is dumb. I <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Also, I feel like we've gotten we get a couple like close-ups on this audition sign-up sheet and like yeah. no no one has good handwriting on the sheet. Blake so. has good handwriting though. We saw it a lot um when he was signing up for everything. Oh, right. It's very yeah, but bubbly. 
But I don't know cute. if he actually signs up for this. It sounds like he just gets oh, like shoot no. in. <laughs> no, he's too he's too, you know, full of ennui. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. Yes. And too sad. Um he yeah, Blaine is like a huge diva about Kurt <laughs> and his breakup. He he's just like I'm so forlorn. Kurt was my soulmate. I have no appetite. I can't sleep. And Sam's just like, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> Didn't it, you cheat on him? <laughs> it's great because like Blaine's like, it's, we were soulmates. We we're gonna get a lighthouse and start an artist that's, colony. That's the li- that's the lighthouse thing that I mentioned last episode. Oh, okay. Because Eli C. His Facebook picture is, is a, a lighthouse. lighthouse. Whoa. Blaine has a thing for lighthouses. I think you're right. Um, but <laughs> Sam does say he's like, you know, this happens to everyone. Like, it'll be okay. And then yeah. Blaine uses this as a platform to spring into. Hopelessly devoted to you. Well, before before we get there, so Blaine describes like the dream that he and Kurt had together, or whatever, yes. and then he um he closes out it by being like, "I have no appetite, I can't sleep," and the best quote, "I don't even gel on the weekends." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's yeah, real diva, like you said. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a bad space. <laughs> yes, no um, gel on the weekends. Wow. Yeah, he so he sings Hopelessly Devoted You. It starts with him moping around the hallways and then on mm-hmm. the football field a bit, and there's also some scrapbooking. Well, like Yeah, he's in like the choir room browsing through a Kurt scrapbook. Like it's a Kurt themed scrapbook. Yes. Yeah. Maggie, his life did is Kurt, Did Kurt make it for him? Did Blaine make it? What? Um Blaine definitely made it, Maggie. It's definitely <laughs> like a victim thing, you know, like where you're like Oh, are you saying he made it like this past weekend when he didn't have gel in his hair sort of vibe? No, I'm saying that like he's been documenting the atrocities oh. of Kurt's life using a what? scrapbooking method. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think, I mean, whatever. No, um, no I'm saying the atrocities of Kurt's life that he has caused, like junior oh, prom. Oh, 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 I got like, it. I got yeah, it. You know, the, the, I things got what that you're bl- saying. the things that Kurt probably doesn't want to remember, but Blaine dearly holds close to his heart of course um and there's a page turn edit mistake i just wanted to point that out (laughs) we see see one page like the camera shot of the page and then like on the floor seeing blaine turning a page and then when the camera goes back it's the same page from before come on y'all maybe he had the same page twice just to fuck with you obviously didn't come on (laughs) um yeah but then we moved to the football field for seemingly no reason yeah he just like sings at some random like football heads it doesn't i don't get it i i think part of it is we get a glimpse of finn Ryder here we or writer lynn fuck yeah we get a we get a glimpse of Ryder here but we don't know who he is so this shot literally just is out of place like it doesn't I would say fit. Ryder Lynn is a perfect casting choice for Flynn Ryder at like a Disney theme park <laughs> eh. so I understand well if he had like a little goatee, goatee. Yeah. yeah yeah no you're right a little fake one yes um and there's more slow-mo uh yep when Blaine like just sort of I guess he um has slowed down time and is invisible and is just walking through the football players as they like mash together doing football practice well because there's also like football practices I guess there's also like cheerleaders 
doing cheerleading also drills. Also doing some mashing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we, we get to the real, the real thing here when it transitions to an audition that Blaine is doing <laughs> on stage. Using yes, this Sandy um, song from Greece, Of course, uh, because he is sad, Sam. Yes. <laughs> Which is very apparent from his emotional rendition of this song. Uh, yeah. And Artie and Finn, um, after it ends, clap. And Artie like, turns to Finn and is like, well, say something. But Finn is hopeless, obviously. <laughs> and um, then Artie is like, well, we would love for you to play Danny Zuko, of course. And Blaine has a whole ruined romance speech yes. where he's like, I ruined my own romance. How can I play Danny Zuko truthfully? Yeah, it's it's very it's, reminiscent of the how how can we as virgins go out there? Um, exactly. <laughs> Blaine is like such a diva. Oh, my God. Artie's like, well, could you do something? Is there some part you want to play? And Blaine's like, well... Maybe Teen Angel, but probably not. <laughs> and then he just runs off stage. <laughs> yep. Um, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Finn takes the cue from Blaine and runs out of the auditorium um, so that he and Artie but, can have a moment in the hallway. Yeah, Artie first says, wow, I've never seen Blaine so masterpiece theater. Which, like, no, okay. Commenting on Blaine's overacting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I I don't associate right. masterpiece theater with like sad cry acting. No, I sort of associate masterpiece theater with kind of like stoic renditions of Jane Austen characters. Yeah, or like you know Shakespearean like. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, then they run to the hallway. Um, Finn is like, I can't do this, and all of us are like, Yeah, we know. But Artie's like. <laughs> I know you can't, so I actually brought in some other people to help make this job easier, um, and it is... Just Mike and Mercedes are here? Yes. They're just here. They're Hi. just here. And I mean, I'm happy to see them, obviously, yes. but... And they're here to work on the musical, so they'll be here predictably for like at least two weeks, yeah. um, which is odd seeing as mike is in like intensive ballet school yep. right now and mercedes is doing like class like classes at ucla and recording um backing yeah. vocals yeah Maggie, so how are they here for like two weeks i don't know maggie don't know. haven't you ever been in college and then you just talk to your professors and you're like my high school glee my, my high school show choir needs me for a week or I mean, two. So. I mean, I guess you like the story narrative excuse, which is not a good one, could be that Mike is um, choreographing something, which is like student dance. teaching. Yeah, like <laughs> dance school adjacent. And, and Mercedes um, is, is helping she's like people. the voice coach. Yeah, yeah, she's helping people train their voices. So that's also but like student she, teaching. Is she studying voice at UCLA? Who knows? We didn't get any kind of backstory because they didn't care about no, her. No. So. They don't. They, because they don't care about people who aren't white. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Which is only proven more so by this episode. Yay. Yes. So. Then we we've we've established our directorial crew here, but let's <laughs> let's move to it's a good crew. Let's move to Wemma, 
they're having what seems to be couples therapy because they're sitting in like the like way that people sit for couples therapy, you know, like next but, to each other. Big twist. It's Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Also. Instead of a counselor. Did I don't know about you, but my immediate reaction is that there are multiple times in this scene where Emma starts trying to say something and Will just talks over her. That because happens for sure. Absolutely. He's a garbage person. And I fucking hate him. He's a piece of garbage. He's terrible. Like, he's just like, Emma doesn't understand that this is an opportunity for us both to grow. And Emma's just like, Will's never listening to me. He doesn't actually care about my job or my life. He just wants me to follow him around. Yeah. And Will's just like, she doesn't understand. And Emma's like, I feel crazy. (laughs) Which, yeah, the, the, again, they play it as that it's supposed to be kind of like this couples therapy, but Shannon just makes it like says a lot of football things. Yeah, um, she makes some like oblique sports references, and both Emma and Will are like, "Huh?" Like, yeah. The, they give each other like a look. It's like, "What is she talking about?" And then Will sort of like jumps in and it's like, "Oh well, time out, time out." And then he gets on his knee in front of Emma and it's like, "Emma, I just want to be with you, baby. I love you so much." And Emma's like, "Yeah, fine. I'll go to DC with you." Well, and what's really gross about that too is that he's like, "Time out, time out." And Emma's like, and, and then Emma like. You know, it's like, what the fuck? And then Will is like, don't make that face, Emma. And it's like, oh, she's not allowed to feel her feelings either, you piece no, of garbage isn't. shithead. She isn't. Because it's- Emma is just the is just Will's support machine. That's all he needs from her. Is yeah. constant support without actually listening to what she has to say. Yeah. Um, but like we said, she does agree to go to DC, but we can see, along with Shannon, we see in her eyes. She's feeling a lot of pain, and we just want to save her from the situation because I love Emma so much. Emma and Will is such a piece of garbage. Yeah. Um. Now we're moving to the serious Danny Zuko problem. Yeah. Who will be Zuko? Uh. Sam wants to be Kaniki, so yep. he's out for Zuko. We get like a really close-in shot of Sam from his audition, where he's like, "Grease lightning is my ringtone. I got pushed out of a moving car once." Yeah, and he's uh, like, I really want to recreate that on stage. Um, which I love that. Um, and then we see, and Joe's out because uh, his dreads in Azuko styling make him look like Erica Badu. Um, <laughs> that, the, it is, we do get to see it though, and that's nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not so turned off by it. Like it's... No. Uh, Grace is already sort of about caricatures, right? Yes. So wouldn't it be kind of a good visual metaphor to have this, like, it's tall. Like, this this sort of bouffant is about, like, a foot tall. Yes. And <laughs> well, I'm sort of about that. My, my thing is, this scene is obvious that they're, like, dismissing all of the choices that they could have had for Zuko for stupid reasons. Yeah, because like they have to have Jake and Ryder fight yes, over it. Yeah. Because it's it's a metaphor for getting with Marley. Or for race warfare or something. I don't know. Um maybe. Um <laughs> so it Will takes a they, Will takes a leaf yeah. out of or sorry, Finn takes a leaf out of Will's they, book. There you go. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna start getting them real confused <sighs> these days. Fuck. I bet. Don't even like when we get to the end of this episode, I will I will be very upset. Oh, so you're anyway, gonna rip, you're gonna rip in a new one. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're we're at but Finn's, football. Yeah, he he needs to scout for some football boys, 
and he talks to Shannon a little bit. And this is like Shannon does the whole routine about being like, Finn, stop feeling so bad about yourself. You're a genius. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, then we see Ryder doing a touchdown dance during practice. Shannon says that he uh, that she thinks he has a lazy streak and that he doesn't learn the plays. Um, but his touchdown dance is impressive. And Finn's like, well, but he can move, can he? And then... Um, <laughs> Shannon is like, well, Finn, you can move people. Uh, which, Jesus. Okay. That's, I wrote down, the the big lie of today's episode is that Finn is a good leader. The, show <laughs> the has big tried, lie of the show. The big lie the, the show is that has Finn tried, is competent. Yeah, the show has tried to sell us that Finn is a good leader literally since the beginning of the show and it's never been true like i mean at the same time they like have characters say it but the story doesn't back it up yeah so like what the fuck yeah i don't know it's anyway <laughs> so we established fit writer lynn also like we brought this up at the end of last episode but writer lynn is the glee project 2 winner so if you knew that coming in you'd be like oh this is it like he is going to be doing the thing. And it's Sam, pretty obvious. I just had sort of a revelation just now. Do you think the show is like self-aware that like Finn is incompetent at that and that they know that characters keep praising him because it's like trying to make a comment on how like white men are praised for doing sh- a shit job? Like, is that is it purposeful? I mean, the show was made by white men. So, no. I'm going to go with no. They think that they are doing a good job. <laughs> they, they they were told that they were doing a good job. So they think they are doing a good job. Um, I mean, but what if it, what if you twist it? <laughs> what if, I mean, what if it, it? Maggie, what if that self-awareness nugget is there? And that's why this thing keeps happening. I, I wish it was true. I really do. But if it was, then they should have actually addressed it at some point. Right? Like, Maybe they do. Maybe they will. If they do, then I'll eat crow and I'll be happy for it. But I don't believe it. I can't like, I just, the way that it is, it would be the longest con. <laughs> Cause like the way that they just throw these bones to Finn all the time, like all the time or in this scene, Shannon Constantly. says something where she's like, guys like you always find their way. And I'm like, yeah, white male privileged guys usually end up all right because the system usually just lets them do that. It's predisposed for them to succeed. Yeah. Yes. So, like, you're right, but it's stupid. I just, I, I really hate this. I hate all of this, and it's not getting better. No. I mean, we should hate it, right? Like, yes. even if it's trying to make social commentary, it's not good at it. And, like, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything if they are. Yeah, well, because... just perpetuating the problem. Yeah, I was going to say, if you asked, like, a random person our age who watched glee and you were like Mm -hmm. do you think finn was a good like well first of all there are some people i feel like if i asked them do you like finn they'd be like yeah and i'd be like have you watched the show for realsies though because he's terrible um (laughs) but like i feel like you could ask them and be like do you think finn was a good leader on glee they'd be like yeah i think so i think the show you know usually had that and it's like yeah the show told us that he was but it never actually showed it (sighs) so that's the problem yeah. with that theory for me is that like if it's supposed to be like a parody of that, it's not doing a good enough job for people to realize it. Mm, sure. Uh, because they're just 
they're being gaslighted. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're going to go to the next scene. Marley yep. is in the bathroom and Unique enters and Marley is like, uh, this is the girl's room, which like, come on. Can yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like the most mild form of transphobia that's about to happen in this episode. So yeah. My question is like, why is Unique like in boy mode what's going on i thought she was like presenting femme all the time because of the like yeah support i don't know i feel like i feel like part of it is that the show is trying really hard to not make unique like a fully trans character yeah they they keep using like innuendo instead of just being instead of unique just being like i'm trans like it's like oh, I don't feel comfortable in the men's locker room. And it's like, okay, but what, like, say it. Say yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, part of it, I'm, I think, I'm, is that it was on Fox. So, like, I don't know if yeah. we thought it could get away with it or, like, maybe they thought they couldn't do it justice, but then they shouldn't have done it, probably. Because instead, yeah. at, at the end of the day, and, like, I'm, I'm, I think this would have been fine if they actually supported it, but Unique kind of comes off as more of, like, a genderqueer person where, you yeah. know, she kind of, she, you know, for the most part presents femme, but there are some times when she's in boy mode or there's some times, you know, she's somewhere in between. And, like, there's nothing wrong with I'm, that, okay. but the show should actually make that a thing instead of... Yeah, I mean, like, as someone who is, like, genderqueer in, norm- in, in my normal life, I can't speak for the genderqueer population at large. I just don't think it's all that responsible no. for Glee to like choose to depict a genderqueer person. Like I, I I think it's like a better choice to depict a trans character fully because if you're trying to like educate cis people, it's a little bit more like accessible. Yeah. You know? It because like breaking down the binary is necessary to you know to reach gender freedom i guess but (laughs) i i think you know using binary terms can help cis people understand what being trans is and they're like after that understanding yeah exists i think you know gender queer understanding can can follow that a little bit easier no that makes sense i agree with you i think you're totally right the problem is that i think the people who are making Glee, and I'm not saying specifically the writers or the directors or any, like, I think, you know, there was probably pressure from a, from multiple sides on this. But, like, I think they were anticipating a lot of Sue-like people in our actual world to be like, this is, un- like, this is unacceptable and irresponsible. They can't show this, like, gender-confused bullshit on TV, blah, 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 blah. So, like... I don't think it's I mean, right, but I but think that's what they was, was doing. Did that reaction exist, though? I like, feel like... Maybe from, like... I mean, of the Glee-watching population, of the people who are reviewing Glee, even, like... What? Like, I know, I, I think you're right in that, like, the Glee-watching population... But, I mean, even back then, it was at a point in time when things were so easily accessible that I think mm. if... Like, nowadays, if a show has, you know, something that's controversial on it, everyone knows, even if you don't watch the show, you can be like, oh, yeah, I heard about how, you know, X and Y show depicts something really terribly or, like, does whatever. And you'd be like, well, I'm not going to watch it, but I've heard about it and I don't like it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that was happening then, even, is that, like, if there had been 
if the first time that we meet Unique and she had just been like, hey, I'm trans, I feel like there would have been some kind of bullshit blowback of like a you know group of people who don't even watch the show who'd be like, yeah. man, this is unacceptable because God told us we had to be a specific gender or whatever. <laughs> so Because in the Bible, God says there's he and she and nothing else yeah oh whatever uh, listen jesus was trans maybe um <laughs> maggie uh, I, need you to, I need to take that attitude and go back in the toilet you fished it out of sorry no, i like it though no that's um i, I just i was rewatching uh the nuzlocke run today and like that yes. line is maybe one of my favorite things that's oh, ever been weird. said you know that's really weird because I watched a Nuzlocke run video today also. <laughs> it was the one where Miss Beekman dies. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. This is like such an oblique reference. No one will know what that is. But anyway, so um, we, we need to get to the, yeah. the reason that we've been stalling so much is because this scene gets really th- heinous fast. There's a really, there's like a transphobic tirade, yeah. basically. Sue um, just says some gnarly ass shit. Yes. Uh, and... Marley sort of lampshades this writing by being like, you can't say that. And it's like, but Sue fucking said it. Right. Like, yeah. It's, come on. It's it's so we, we established that Marley wants to be Sandy and Unique wants to be Rizzo, but she's very aware that like it's going to be an uphill battle because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sue like <laughs> bursts out of a, a, a stall from her 2 p.m. ninja poop or yeah. whatever. And, um, it goes on this whole rant about how Unique can't be Rizzo and um, references tinny gay sitcoms that are like like a sitcom so gay that you need to put a dental dam over the TV to watch them, which I was just like, what? what? I, as someone who has consumed nearly all the gay shit possible, what sitcoms are you referencing? Will and because Grace, maybe? Them. That wasn't even airing by this point. Well, I mean, but the original had already aired. Like, and not that—that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it was off the air by 2012. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a, supposed to be like a self-referential thing, and they're trying to make this a big joke, which it's like it's not. <sighs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, and Sue also steals some like Marley's chapstick. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice blocking for the scene. Um, but. And, I mean, it really does paint Sue to be sort of a multi-dimensional villain. Sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, the best line from the tirade is um, Maelstrom of Gender-Bent Sexual Confusion. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the big thing here, one, we've never had any reason. For, like, like the one of the reasons that this is so heinous on top of everything is that We've never really had, like, besides, of course, the stuff when Unique was, like, on vocal adrenaline and Sue was Mm -hmm. trying to sabotage them for that. We've never really seen Sue as, like, an openly bigoted, transphobic person. Um, Yeah. Like, why does she hate trans people so much? Exactly. I don't don't get it. And, I mean, of course, unfortunately, there is a bit later where we're going to have to talk about, like... like, No, but even, even, like, the quote-unquote reason later makes zero sense and yeah. i will harp on it okay you just wait well let's hold off till then because like I, I i we have a lot to say i'm about done it. with but it anyway it's done instead we're going to so marley and unique end this conversation um marley's By, like you can't say that you know, to him like you said with the lampshading but 
binding together, being like, no, we are, we're powerful. Look at our feminine energy. And then they, uh, they sing blow me one last kiss. By yes. Pink. Yes. Um, it's the censored version, which is kind of sad, but of course it Whatever. is. Um, but it's kids boppy. They go down the halls to their audition. We see them on stage. And they're both wearing some like nice black outfits, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, Marley sort of looks like a lesbian stud. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's it's the drop crotch pants. It's like the slouchy pants. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, no, I mean, my my <laughs> understandings of like lesbian couture are not as well are developed. Limited. Yeah. Would you would say? Um, you need okay. There is like so. There's some interesting cinematography here. Um, in that Marley's close up is significantly longer than Unique. Like, oh yeah, the screen time between the two of them. Marley is like primarily on screen. Like, yeah. Which... What's what's going on there? Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. It's racism. Yeah. Cinema, <laughs> cinematographic racism. Yeah. Because no, that's the show true. is uncomfortable showing like non-white people well and also probably showing specifically this director probably also fucking falchuk but also showing non-binary people like true yeah so i mean i actually really like this performance i think the singing is great unique hits some high notes that are incredible um yeah and the energy (laughs) is great the choreography is good too like they're just and they're so happy and i love that marley and unique are friends yes me too it's very good yes um but yes yeah, so let's talk about boys we're friends uh <laughs> but so the directorial crew really likes it um yeah mike calls unique wade though which yeah which on. that's it's kind of like just like persistent throughout this whole thing that people mm. continually refer gendering yeah. and like using unique's like the wrong name yeah it's, come on can you not yeah, which, again, it goes to this thing where it's, like, the show, for some reason, doesn't seem to be willing to, like, just, like, stick to the stick the idea that's, like, unique is trans, we need to respect that and use the correct pronouns and use, you know, the correct name. Yeah, which, it's, like, sh- can't the show just set a better example, right? I, I mean, I wish. Like, honestly, like, looking at it now, especially, I'm, like, why didn't it? There was no good because- reason. Besides Every day, laziness. when a trans person is misgendered, when a tra- when somebody uses the wrong name for a trans person, like those little, it, it, it's not a little thing. Like it's, it's a disregard for someone's like existence. Truly, yeah. It's it sucks. It sucks a lot. Yeah, I was All I right. was gonna make a joke about how a little fairy dies, but honestly, it is <laughs> like no one no one likes being misgendered. So that's right. How does it fit? Like. If you don't like being misgendered, why do you do it to other people? Fuck you, Glee. So, let's... Because it's... Sam, because it's hard. It's hard. So, Maggie, speaking of things that are hard... It's hard to use the right pronouns. It's hard. Well, let's move to what I labeled... That was, um... That was my new character, which is whining cis person. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, let's move to the next scene, which I titled First Person Vom Cam, because Mm. boy, howdy, is this scene hard to watch. Um, Yeah. Which it's because, so Finn is like going down the hallway and like turns into a classroom. But it's like a GoPro sort of vibe. (laughs) Yes, because it's Uh, super shaky, hard to watch. Just like, I was like, I did not sign up for this roller coaster. It's sort of classic glee. Thanks, Brad. Chuck. 
really, they just need to get Alfonso Gomez Rahan behind the camera for every episode. Every single one. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Finn lies to Ryder, just like Will, um, about, well, he lies to pursue Ryder, I suppose. Yeah. Um, because he lies to the teacher who's in study hall about how he has a phone call or something. And then Will goes up to Ryder and I'm is sorry, like, it's hey, Finn. what you doing? And <laughs> what did I say? Will. Fuck. <laughs> Um, Finn goes up to Ryder, um, and Ryder just like sort of is like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm studying because I have I have trouble getting good grades." Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you telling this to this random person? Well, that was when when Chris and I watched it. It's funny because like Finn goes up, and he's like, "Hey, what you doing?" And like he like you're saying, he goes on this thing. He's like, "Oh, I need to get my grades up." Um, and Chris turned to me. Oh, my like, parents won't let me won't let me play football. And, and Chris turned to me. He was like. Why didn't he ask who the hell he was? Like, that would be my first question. Like, who is this fucker that just who came and sat down in front of me? Like, I feel like you could be like, oh, I'm studying. This is study hall. Right. Who well, are you? Well, and he kind of does that. But like you were saying, he goes on this whole, like, spiel about why he needs to be studying. It's weird. Yes. Um, I'm I'm writer. I won <laughs> I won the Glee project too. Um, My social security and... number is this. Like, <laughs> um, then Finn is like, listen, Glee opened my brain. That's verbatim. No, I know. That's... It's so bad. Like, what the what? Um, and Finn tells him to audition for Grace. Yes. Um, it, because it'll open his brain too. It'll make him smarter. It's he. He says maybe it'll be some kind of gateway drug to get you in the Glee Club. Mm. Which uh, anyway, Yikes. this then cuts to Ryder getting a C minus on a test. Um, this little like test segment is stupid. I like, it, okay. They could have cut it. Yes, but I did laugh because <sighs> the the whole thing is that he gets a C minus and he like. Goes, he looks up and she's like, why did I get? Like, how did this happen? I spent all my time studying. I didn't even see the new Dark Knight Rises. And the teacher's like, ooh, it was good. Bane was Blaine very was evil. so evil. <laughs> uh, which is just a reference that, like, a topical reference, I guess. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's not great. And you're right. It should have been cut. But it's just funny it's just to like, me. Because it's like the teacher just, like, just completely disregards the whole, like, but I studied. I didn't even see the movie. And she's like, oh, it was really good. Like, <laughs> and she just, it's like, so moves on. It's so short and weird, though. Yeah. Like, what if what if they had that before Finn talked to Ryder? What if they had that instead of Finn talking to Ryder? Oh. Uh, but then why would he audition <laughs> for Grease, Sam? Because he won Come the Glee Project. Duh. <laughs> of course. Um, so, or maybe he sees, like, a flyer that's, like, Yes, make your brain grade? smarter. Do do music let glee open your brain um man that'd be so good uh, though i'd be okay with that if that had actually been how it happened like it'd be stupid and he, like, you but know, be he funny. rips it down da- he rips it down from the corkboard but i think they're trying to like imply that writer can't read oh okay cool so great um as someone who might have watched a few episodes okay Whoops. got it well so then let's move on to the next <laughs> scene um farty is talking about jukeboxes um yeah there's three jukeboxes on stage and finn picks one and Artie's like no that's the most cliched idiot we'll pick <laughs> this one well and the best part about it really is like there's this one the one that Artie ends up picking is the one that least looks like a jukebox like 
There's nice. the very typical one in the middle, and then there's the one from Happy Days that Finn is like, oh, I picked this one because it looks like a jukebox. And Ari's yeah, like... I would pick the one in the middle, though. Yes. It, that would be my move. That was, it's like that was my move, so too. It's so iconically jukebox, and it's like, it's Grease. Like, it's supposed to be Exactly. Kind of it's supposed to be cliched. Gaudy. Artie is such a fucking dope. I hate him. Like... Yeah, Artie's like, oh, no, uh, we, he's like an inconsistent director with his artistic vision, yes. for one, because he's also like not into non-traditional casting. Right. Like, yeah, like he's, he's, he wants to have the least recognizable jukebox, but we have to make sure that Sandy is blonde because is blonde. she can't be a brunette. Like, fuck Stupid. you. <laughs> uh, it, it, um, it's not that I'm mad at Artie. I'm mad at the like show inconsistency seat there oh like, i'm mad at both come on Artie's also a terrible <laughs> character so i don't care um but finn and yeah. Ryder have a heart to heart yes uh, because Ryder just shows up um because he's sad about this test score or something and he's even there early for the audition and they just sort of chat about how music will help him and finn and says something about poop yeah and Ryder is like i'm here to audition as long as i don't have to sing it's like what it's is the it- musical I think what? honestly what? no I the thing is when you say that it sounds like a joke when Ryder says it it sounds serious which is it's yeah. like it if it's supposed to be a joke maybe the character should try to say it that way but he didn't <laughs> so, uh, th- uh you're welcome for the punched up delivery <laughs> that'll be ten thousand uh, dollars glee we're waiting for our check <laughs> you can make it out to um cash cash uh they sing jukebox hero uh which okay so there's an instrumental version of jukebox hero on this jukebox well art did make an oblique reference like he was like this is from the 80s we need to replace all the cds because all these records are just 80s rock numbers and it's like are they gonna play music during greece on the on the thing i don't know is there a song in greece that is like them singing or is with a jukebox? Like, I don't know. It's already like, no, my vision. Method act. <laughs> All these records have to be from the 50s. Method directing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they do Jukebox Hero. It turns into like a big fantasy but, of all these yeah, women. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a babe fantasy. Yeah. There's a bunch of babes uh, who are just sort of, you know, dancing around yeah (laughs) grinding on rails it's super it's weird uh, yeah and we don't see any of their faces no because maggie women are people they're just bodies for men to appreciate it's it's they're just you know fantasy bebs yeah so we can't see their faces it would ruin the fantasy um and writer has like a has like a sexually charged moment with the guitar boy. Did you yes. see that? This is also <laughs> the moment when I, this is because this is the same guitar boy that we've had for like a couple seasons. Yes. I like the guitar it boy. Looks like if Dax Shepard was his age. Yes. He, like a young identical. Dax Shepard. Absolutely. <laughs> I had to stop while we were watching it and turn to Chris and be like, <laughs> who is Kristen Bell's husband? I need to know this information immediately. <laughs> But. Okay, but like Ryder like shows off his belly to the guitar boy, like he lifts yeah, his shirt. Yeah, that and, like, was weird. What? And like then they get really close to each other. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, and <laughs> there's there's some sex. There was some sexual tension. I mean, I wish, I wish it would make Ryder more interesting. He's not though. Honestly, Ryder Guitar Boy is my OTP. <laughs> 
for the episode. Um, but anyway, so this is kind of weird because at the very end of it, Ryder is doing a little like half crowd surfing where he's like mm-hmm. leaned back into the crowd. He leans on the babs. Yeah. And the song ends and he like bounces back up into reality. Yeah. Yes. Which is just weird. That is what happens. Like. I think it's fine. <laughs> like, but did this happen? Like, I I mean, I know it's stupid to like pedant of, about, but. Well, I kind of like um, sort of a, a bodily action. Uh, to like snap the a, scene? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, uh, yeah. And, you know, you can really overthink it if you want. Be like, was he backbending over, like, empty space? Uh, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I want to make a note. Ryder sounds better than Finn, but marginally. He sounds more generic yeah. than Finn, I would say. Yeah, I wrote down that this song really isn't in Finn's wheelhouse, which is kind of sad because this is, like, Finn's genre. Yeah, but, like, it's too it low. Sounds a- it's fine. Finn, Finn doesn't sing this low very well. Um, You're right. But Ryder uh, is fine. Like you said, like I wrote, Ryder is okay. So, <laughs> really. Overall, the song is meh. Yeah. Really ringing then endorsement. Then we go yeah. to the hallway for a locker chat. Mm-hmm. Ryder is chatting up Marley. Um, and he goes up to her and he's like, hey, Marley. And she's like, oh, you know who I am? I know who you are because of the football thing. And then um, he, he like compliments her mom. Yes. Which... Well done. Yeah, classy you, move. You, you found Marley's like kryptonite. I don't know crypt, but the, but the opposite. Ob- yeah, it's yeah. it's her it's her sweet spot. It's her G spot. Yes. <laughs> Ew. Ew, gross. <laughs> and as they're chatting, we see um, Jake and Kitty over on the other side of the hallway. Jake's like sort of looming under his locker, like trying to like see yes. what's going on over there. And Kitty comes up to him and is like. What's that you're wearing? Is that jealousy by you? <laughs> Which <laughs> Oh I it's so Kitty is such a hard character because That's such a nice way to put it. She's awful. On, she's the worst. I mean, on one hand, I sort of like that she's evil. I have a soft spot for evil characters. I really do. Yeah. Um it's a personal flaw of mine. I I can't help it. Um <laughs> The problem, and I the re- problem- can recognize that she's like yeah. a huge racist, yes. and that <laughs> she totally sucks, and that she's like giving Marley body dysmorphia. I can see all of those things, but at the same time, she's like little and evil, and I'm just like, oh, Kitty, you're so bad. <laughs> see, that's yeah, because like my big thing is immediately she says something that is racist in this conversation. Um, She does Uh, because she like comments on Ryder's hair and Jake is like, who even wants like early Justin Bieber hair? And Kitty says half black men who can't grow it. Mm." Which she knows is racist. Cause then she immediately follows it up with, sorry, but I can't help it because you dumped me. Like, I got, I deserve to be able to say something racist because you dumped me. I deserve to say something racist to you because you dumped me rightfully when I was really mean to you and Marley. Hi. Yeah. I'm Kitty. Um, Kitty goes up to um, Ryder and Marley and reveals that she's auditioning mm-hmm. for uh, for Grace. She, she's like, oh, be careful, Ryder. Marley's 
gonna turn into Fifty Shades of Gravy. It's it's gross. Yeah. She's this is the beginning of like Kitty's um like body shame bullying. Okay. Towards Marley. Yeah. Yeah, because that was when we were watching. It's only this, gonna get worse. Yeah, Chris. Also, was, to be fair, we were watching this, and Chris was like, "She's gonna have an eating disorder," and I was like, "Oh God, Glee, stop!" And and so it begins. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> the, the terrible body shaming. Yeah. But so then of um, someone of the thinnest person on the show. Yeah. I. This is great. I do have to say, like, there is the end bit where Kitty. Like, because Ryder is like, why are you, you're a bitch. Why are you being so mean to her? And Kitty is like, um, well, it's because she, like, she comes off as like this little innocent girl, but we all know she's a scheming little kiss ass. And like, Marley like, runs off crying. And then Kitty walks by Ryder and is like, I'm single, by the way, which is just like, Kitty. Which, like I, I completely get where you're coming from. And it's like, I can't help it. But like, I did kind of like that and it's like yeah like kind of like snicker like kitty you're so evil you're so bad you're so bad kitty (laughs) you're a bad kitty um uh yeah it's it's annoying that i kind of like her she goes to sign up for grease auditions at the end of this little sequence and Jake comes up to her and he's like, sign me up too. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah all the cool kids like, are doing it. He has to make sure you don't kill Marley. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Um, but then this uh, this turns into their audition because Kitty is like, oh. They're doing it together. Yeah. <laughs> because Kitty strong armed him into it, probably. Probably. Um, but they're singing Everybody Talks, um, which is also censored, I'm pretty sure. Um, just because Glee uh, I th- decided to pick a lot of songs that have naughty words in them. I guess, but this, I really like this song, yeah. um, already. And I think their, their rendition of it is fantastic. The dancing is amazing. Okay. That, uh, that's the big thing. The choreography for this number is so complex. Like honestly, how, how did they it's do a little this? Bit too professional for Glee. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Which, what is? It's a little bit too good. Which, but it's funny because Mike, you can see Mike in the background while they're dancing for a little bit of this, and like he's out of his seat, like jumping and cheering. So cool. Um, we already know that Jake is a dancer. Oh yeah. And Kitty's on the Cheerios. Okay. So so it's not unreasonable. It's just no. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just like intense yes (laughs) especially after jukebox hero where like the most dancing was like writers kind of fake fake ab flash like (laughs) well he does like sort of this weird tiptoe move at one point cool really good (laughs) uh and um marley is in the wing yep during this number she sees jake and kitty and i guess she's like upset because jake is a good actor and is like yeah i pulling off this pulling off the idea that he likes kitty that's the the big thing here is that i understand we're gonna get more of it in a minute but they're trying to set up like this weird like love quadrangle thing Mm -hmm. that like just feels kind of forced and unnecessary it does so it's weird yeah and like wouldn't marlene this choreography is so intense they would have had to have practiced it in universe i mean so like and if because kitty refers to jake jake and marley as like boyfriend girlfriend earlier yeah right so 
wouldn't Marley know that he was rehearsing with Kitty? Maggie, this is Glee. Everyone instinctively knows. <laughs> they just what know to the do. dance. Yeah. Um uh, but except in some in sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes they do have to rehearse. Well, so like, welcome to Glee. Where sometimes we have to rehearse and sometimes we don't. Um What are the rules? But so uh at the end of this Jake does a flip also. Oh yeah. Like a very acrobatic flip. Yes. Um and the directorial crew eats this shit up. They are all yeah, very they into lose it. it. They love it. <laughs> yes. Um but so now we have to move to that thing where they call people back. What's that called? Called callbacks. I fucking hate that joke. It's Idiot. so stupid. Um but so yeah, they're they're discussing the Sandys, the Dannys, um Tina for some reason and Rizzo. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Brit's gonna be Cha Cha yep. because Brit's the best dancer. Even though Kitty is obviously a fantastic dancer, also we just saw that happen. Yep. Whatever. Well. Uh, but Brit's a, a senior. Why isn't Brittany gonna be Sandy? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know either. Because it was such a big deal last season that the seniors had to be the main roles whatever uh, hey. so whatever yeah uh tina's gonna be jan well even though tina refuses to audition yes. because of mike's presence yes which is the first time that this is brought up since the that beginning their of the breakup might have been more tumultuous than what was let on yeah um and finn wants unique for rizzo yes uh he says it uh he uses the wrong pronouns but he uses the correct name so that's I mean, okay. Well, and um, also considering and that he... Artie is adamantly opposed to both Marley oh and Unique because, like we were talking about before, for some reason he really wants traditional casting, but not traditional. But he set says pieces. nothing about Jake for Zuko. Yeah. So, and on, honestly, think about it this way: if Kitty and Jake were Sandy and. Um, Zuko, or even if just like, you know, Jake was Zuko. I think there's like a lot of interesting space you could take the story in like a racial direction. Greece is like so whitewashed. Like I think it would be interesting to kind of, you know, take that apart a little bit. But whatever. I mean, okay. Greece is a terrible musical. It's bad, but they but could make it better. I, I don't know. I don't trust Artie to make it better. I don't trust no, Finn to I make it trust, better either. I don't, so I don't trust Artie to do a lot of things because he like asserted that Blaine and Rachel had to have sex right. to do good acting. <laughs> right. Um, but so as Finn kind of stands up for choosing Unique, um, Sue is suddenly here to summon him to Principal Figgins' office. <sighs> Because she, her little transphobia alarm went off. Yeah. Um, will, I have to go be transphobic somewhere. And what what kind of bat signal would it be for a transphobe? Maybe like... A big cock. Just a really big <laughs> dick. We go to Spigan's office yep. for Sue's second transphobic tirade of the episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Glee. I wanted a reprise. Uh, yeah. And the, she has this whole thing about how Grease is a terrible musical. It's like a teenage minstrel show. And it's like, yes, you are correct about that. The lubrication of lightning is unnecessary. <laughs> and, um, but it like the root of her problem with 
Unique's casting as Rizzo is that it would allow Unique to be on the Cheerios um, yes. for some reason. Even though Unique has never said that she wants to be on the Cheerios. Also, like Unique's presence on Vocal Adrenaline's show choir like led them to nationals. It made them go to nationals, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it was framed last season. And like Sue has used gay characters like Kurt as like figureheads to show that the Cheerios are inclusive. Right. So why wouldn't she want a trans person on the Cheerios? Right. Which it just doesn't make any fucking sense. No. And um. There's a there's Will is also here because Sue is also trying to throw him under the bus. Um, there's blatant pronoun abuse, and yes. we also discover that Figgins didn't know. That yeah, Figgins Unique is just is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Unique is a buxom young woman. Buxom young woman, which all also like disgusting. Right, which <laughs> how, not how appropriate. How dare you describe a student in that way? Um, and Will is just like, um, <laughs> Unique is a guy. And then I puked all over my computer and I had to clean it up and it was gross. Yeah, it's well, and what ends up happening here, too, this is one of the rare times when I actually like Finn because, yeah, Finn, he uses yeah. the right pronouns and the right name. Yes, um, he defends Unique um, and bring, he says, you know, if she wears a dress and she presents as female, then I don't know why she can't and go up on she stage. she identifies as... Yeah. yeah it, like, I don't see the problem here. Which... And then... Will compares it... Sue turns well, it... I, I was going to say, go Will ahead. immediately compares that to Shakespearean sexism, as if that somehow is a good argument. It's not... It's not. It's not. It's not a good argument at all. No. Because it's not like Unique is a man dressing as a woman for the stage because of like a law. Right. That's not, it's not the same thing. Don't equate it. You're just going to confuse the problem. Yes. That's, that was my big like, thing. Don't even fucking say it. Yeah. I, I just was like, why did you, why did you say that? That has nothing to do with it. Also because it was a thing where they're like, women can't act. So like, why would you even bring that into this? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's such a stupid fucking thing to say. Yeah. Um, and then Sue. Okay. So Sue's like, piece de resistance during this little argument here is she says that McKinley is a progressive bubble Mm -hmm. and that while it might be okay for Unique to be cast as Rizzo in like this progressive bubble sense Sue will put up a big stink about it because she is like dedicated to being a transphobe right now and that will put Unique in danger and wouldn't that be irresponsible and it's like why the fuck would you put a stink ab- put up a stink about it if you realize that it's going to put Unique in a dangerous position? You asshat. Yeah. Like, well, because what the hell? Well, what provokes this is that Finn calls Sue a bigot, which is correct. Um, it's but correct. Like you were saying, Sue brings up this as well as this idea that she's like, "Well, I had gay Cheerios, so I'm not a bigot." Um, but uh. But you know, <laughs> That's not she, how it works. she does the like she does the like mob like insurance thing where she's like, well, if you like, be warned that if you like you know if you let this happen, then you're putting unique in danger of me. Like, and she also accuses uh, Finn of trying to make a statement by doing this, and like, it's it's not a statement. Unique is the best person to play Rizzo, yes. and that's that's the thing. And it's like. <laughs> Like it's very. There's no one else stupid. to play Rizzo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Except for Kitty? Well. I guess. I, I, I did read the, like, description of the next episode, so I do know that there is someone else to play Rizzo, but not really. Um, not really. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. And just, like, okay, the show making the excuse that, like, they need, like, they're, they're the characters need to be transphobic because it's like put letting unique present femininely is putting her in danger is bad. Not good. Bad. Nope. It's really bad. Yeah. Right. Well, no, cause like, again, I can, I can recognize yeah. that like trans people, specifically trans women of color are like disproportionately exposed to violence. Yeah. It happens a lot. Yep. Right. But like, it's not. This is not a good narrative device at all. No, it's bad. Yeah, because that's we talked about it a lot. Because especially like when we talked about some of the stuff with like Kurt coming out and things like that, like the show intentionally tries to like do the like both sides bullshit of being like, well, like we're trying to support these people, but also we want to have the realistic side of like it's a hard world for all of these people. But it's like you don't need to. You're a television show. You can show us that there are places where people are actually you know able to be themselves and able to express themselves and be who they want to be and you don't have to be like oh but the real world's well, gonna come crashing be, in like wouldn't that just be de- depicting a progressive bubble Ugh. yes and one day we will live in that progressive bubble and we'll make the rest of you fuckers live on mars or something i don't know but exactly we'll figure it out we'll, we'll make the bigots live on mars <laughs> Sam, that should be, um, you know, one of your main tenants of your, I don't know, 2040 presidential campaign. <laughs> Make the big- I'm going to send I mean, all the bigots to Mars. Maggie, you joke about that, but like Mars definitely is a backup plan for rich people. They are. Mars needs bigots. Well, like. Instead of Mars needs mom. <laughs> the, Maggie, the problem is that Earth is going to be uninhabitable. So like, where are they going to go? Uh, Mars needs moms for families or whatever what's yeah there's like some moms against gays or you know (laughs) that's not the name of it but (laughs) moms against gays um anyway finn (laughs) you know what i mean finn responds to this by being like i've got nothing left to lose so i'm gonna fucking fight you sue and then he says something really offensive he he uses um the r word to describe sue's baby um which i mean the it's not great the one thing i do give credit for is that he once again immediately sticks his foot in his mouth and says i should not have said that that I was should not inappropriate have said that. for me to say <laughs> that specifically and like uh and he yeah. apologizes too yes. wow finn you're you are growing i know um, right <laughs> yeah so that's that's that yep then uh, we go to Emma and Shannon having a little chat where they talk about Washington and how Emma is lying and how that's like not a good place for their, uh, you know, the Wemma's eventual marriage, um, yeah. which fine, whatever. Uh, then we go to Mike and Tina having a locker chat where Mike is just like, you have to audition. Like you're deaf. You, you're going to get a part. And, Tina's just like, I'm not co- cool with you being here. You didn't even call me and ask if it was chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And then <laughs> and then we cut straight and- to the callbacks. Because, like, really, those last two scenes are, like, fine or whatever. And there's a fun joke where Shannon tells Emma she needs to find something else to do besides Will. But, like, Ugh. 
Eh. You're going to have to survive without my talent. That's <laughs> Yes. So in the callback, they're trying to focus on chemistry between the, the Sandy and the Zuko. And uh, they sing Born to Hand Jive mm-hmm. with Mercedes on primary lead at the beginning uh, with the others joining in because Ryder makes a point to say, well, oh, I, I can't read sheet music. Right. Which. Can you read, Ryder? <laughs> um, so they <laughs> so they sing Born to Hand Jive. They do some dancing. Mm-hmm. It's great yep. for the most part. It's really energetic. A lot of the numbers this episode have been energetic, which I can get down with. Except, and I, you know, even in its way, hopelessly devoted was like very emotive. Sure, yeah, it, the moping was really expressive. Um, there. So during Born to Hand Jive, uh, Jarly do have some chemistry. It's very apparent. Um, but Kitty aggressively breaks it up with dancing. Yes, um, and I guess, like, Ryder and Marley are sort of... I mean, they're both white and have brown hair, so I guess they make a good couple. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, Jake is just, like, such a hunk. He could really have chemistry with anyone. That's true. Which, yeah, Uh, go for it. There's the best dancing is... There's a part where, like, Kitty, like, puts her leg in the air. Yes. And Ryder, like, grabs her foot and does, like, like a like a jazz hand with the other hand. And is like, wow. Well, and it's he's also, like, like yeah. going into splits while he does that. Yes. Which is, And then yeah. directly after that number, the, after that little move happens, they do a, a two-person cartwheel? Yeah. Well, they do the human centipede, Maggie. Just kidding. It's not that. It's... <laughs> It's, no, but they're like I mean, they both like grab. It's sort off. of amazing. It is really amazing because Kitty is yeah. so much smaller than him. Yes. Um. <laughs> once again, that like Kitty's in the Cheerios. Jake. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ryder does football dances. I guess so. That's a precedent for something. But like, and yeah, it's I so mean, good. Listen, not to be gross, but Kitty is Kitty's well muscled. No, no, she, that's she, not she gross, get it. Maggie. She is well muscled. She's a good cheerleader. Like, there's she has to be there's athletic. Like moments during during everybody talks. There's like a moment where she's um sort of sliding down Jake's body. Yes. Um, and her arms. Oh my god. <laughs> she's defined. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. So um, there's a bit where a, a fight nearly breaks yeah. out between the boys. Like the. They they're fighting over Marley basically, yeah. and they're and uh, Mike has to be like, bring it up, bring it up. Yes, um, and then there's a bit where Kitty like tries to like tackle Marley, I guess. Um, yeah, but Jake, but Jake grabs her yeah. and sort of pulls her off the you stage, know, th- throws her over his shoulder. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I, and then I guess Ryder and Marley close out the number dancing together. And it's like, oh, of course they are going to get the parts. Yes. Which we uh, also, all of the other yeah. Glee Club people get up on stage at the very end. And they're like, they essentially have like a big group, like it's last great. hand drive. And it's nice because this is, I think, I think we're going to do the next episode is called Glee's. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see the rest of the, like the grease numbers yeah. they want to do then. It, it's, but this is like yeah, our hand these jive. These two numbers. Yeah. This is the hand jive number. It's sort of like when Mike did his audition yeah. and like brought in all the football boys to do the dancing with yep. him. Yeah. You recall. Yep. Uh, that for West Side Story yes. last season. Yep. Uh, next scene is Finn offering Unique the part. 
of Rizzo in the library. Uh, and Unique is obviously like very alone mm-hmm. and sad because she like just starts crying and is like, you know, I don't fit in here and I can't go into the boys locker room because I don't feel comfortable, but I'm not allowed in the girls. And it's just nice to feel like I have a place. Yeah. And uh, Finn's just like, yeah, you're right. Which like, hey, Finn, you're not doing too bad of a job. Yeah. That's I. <laughs> this episode. I, I do. I, I like the scene a lot because um, Finn also tells Unique. Um, he says, you know, I'm going to I'll do what I can to hold off the Sues and all of those people. Um, but you do, I mean, there will be, it's going to be you who's going to be on that stage. So I just need to know that you're ready um, for that. And Unique says, dreams aren't free. Yeah. Uh, which is really sad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And um, this is a, this is like the scene that I think we, we were both referring to when we were talking about how Glee, like sort of is like afraid of calling yeah unique trans like they just keep using all this kind of you know flowery flowery language um yeah yeah it's i mean yeah it's it's cowardly and it's bad so i mean i still (laughs) like the scene i just wish that glee was willing to actually own up and be like hey we want to have a trans character and we want to show people that it's okay for trans people to exist like yes But I, they're too afraid yeah. to do that. Yep. <laughs> and then we get the cast posting scene. There's like a fun, uh, like the most inventive okay. cinematographer. Like it's so bad though, because that font is so it- gross. <laughs> the like seventies font <laughs> is horrendous. I hate it's it. It's like grease font. It's it looks like the it's Brady Bunch. <laughs> Yes, it's very Brady Bunch, which, okay, we talked about last episode how Alfonso gomez Rayhan makes, like, very cheesy directorial choices, yes. and it works well for Glee. This is the one thing that Brad Falchuk, like, did yes. that was cheesy yes. that worked, I think. I mean, it's um, and, fine. Because he, do, he doesn't do other cheesy directorial choices. Not really. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so we see who gets the parts. Uh, Britt for Chacha, Tina for Jan, even though we never saw her audition. Right, yeah. And uh, we don't see... Um, well, we get we get Sam uh, for Kanicki, but when his... Yeah, but, So, to describe this, just so we can clarify for people listening, um, yes. each person goes up to look at the list, and then they turn to look at all of the directors, and then on the bottom of the screen, it comes up in, like, this weird, this weird font that says... Britney S. Pierce as Cha-Cha. And then it like zo- like it essentially zooms out it's, it's and the picture goes up and, into the yeah. upper left corner. And then like all of them get Brady pieced Bunch together style. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the big upset is that Ryder is Zuko. Mm-hmm. Jake is Putsy. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Marley is Sandy. I, I, and yes. Kitty is... Patty Simcox, which yes. she immediately is like, who the hell is Patty, Patty Simcox? Simcox? <laughs> uh, and then she's like, how could this happen? I was praying really hard for this. And then we see Joe saying, maybe he was just too busy uh, paying attention to people with cancer. And Blaine like points, like, <laughs> yes. is, like gestures and like nods. Like, yeah, Joe's right. Yeah, like that sounds plausible. <laughs> and then Kitty is like, shut it, Avatar. Which 
<laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, just so that we don't pass about uh, pass it by. Joe was duty. Sugar is oh, Frenchy, yeah. and it looks like Sugar's reaction which, was very good, which I'm upset we didn't get. I mean, Sugar as Frenchy is perfect casting. Yes, um, perfect casting. You, unique uh, and, is Rizzo, and Blaine is Teen yes. Angel, but he looks very upset about it. Like, well, it's not that he's upset; it's that like his life is ruined. Sure, whatever. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of in a general state of moroseness. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he just sort of like looks back at Finn, like I guess, I guess, I guess, but probably not. <laughs> Uh, okay um yeah uh, no so kitty throws a fit because yeah she throws a fit and then like sort of takes out her aggression on marley by like body shame bullying her again Mm -hmm. uh but and everyone is there watching this happen and no one stops her like what the fuck yeah um maybe jake would have done it but he was so brokenhearted about how he wasn't danny zuko I just don't understand why these bullying tirades are allowed to like finish. Like I know it's when when you get to the point where it's like when your mom and you are dumpster diving, make sure you eat the like low carb food. Like I don't understand why someone is just like, "Hey, hey, hey, shut your mouth." Yeah, see, and don't say the that. The problem is that Glee has literally done this the whole time where they're like yeah. all these people get bullied and it's a big problem. And it's like, "Well, you never seem to do anything about it." So like you just let it happen. <sighs> so, yeah. like, what the fuck? Finn's supposed to be, like, a, an authority figure now. Well, I mean, we're going to get to it. He doesn't consider himself an adult. Um, Sue... Also, oh. like, shouldn't shouldn't Marley's friends stop this? I just... I, Yeah. Instead, they're just like, don't listen to Kitty. She, she well, doesn't know what she's talking about. To be fair, we, it's like, we don't even get what? that. We don't even get that in this scene. We don't really get it in any other scene well, either with anyone being like... Don't listen to Kitty. She's she's well. Writer ri- says that oh. to Marley. Okay. Like he's like, don't listen to Kitty. <laughs> okay, whatever. Which uh, Sue, Sue yeah. arrives and sees the Rizzo casting, yeah. and obviously she's gonna be on the warpath. Yep. Um, we get uh, a cut to commercial. Yes. When we come back, it's in Wemma's apartment. Emma is cooking obsessively, um, and Will comes up to her and is like, just just say it just say what the problem is and she finally shares that she lied she does not want to go to washington dc and that will has been ignoring her and her needs yep and um will's just like oh i'll finally listen to you because you're obviously having like a panic attack well and the worst part really for me is that as well not the worst part this whole thing has been terrible um but Mm -hmm. emma is like can you just sit down for a second? And as Will goes to sit down, he has the like grossest angry look of disgust on his face. And it's just like, fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. Will sucks. But then they talk Will about it. It sucks so much. And it, they yeah, they they talk about what it means to be a husband and wife yeah. to both to like both of them and how they want trust and acceptance. Yeah. Which does not preclude them being in the same place all the time. Yeah. Um, Emma says some really good Emma, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think the what really hits home for Will is that she's like, I want to feel close to you, like, yeah. you know, mentally. Yeah. Well, she's, yeah. <laughs> rather than yeah. rather than just physically or whatever. Well, yeah, the, I think the way she said it was, um, I'd rather be close to you emotionally 
even if we're far apart, yeah. rather than being close to you physically, but resenting you and being emotionally far away. So, and Will's like, you would resent me oh my for God. What a- <laughs> for me forcing you to leave your life when you obviously didn't want to, and you said it multiple times, and I ignored you. Yeah, what, what a garbage. Anyway, <laughs> he sucks so much. It's okay. All of that's okay now. We have to move to the last scene, which. I fucking called this one from like Will talks four to the other love in again. his life. Yeah. For fuck's <laughs> sake. It's Finn. They chat about the musical a little bit, and then Finn is made the new Phil in what is the stupidest turn of events that has ever <laughs> happened. We're going to have to call him Phil. Phil. No. Phil uh, is the new he's... one. He's the. Yeah. Ugh. He. Because Will like reveals that he's going to DC and he does like sort of a gross hero tripping yeah. thing where he's like, I'm really falling on my sword for the arts. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a saint. An arts martyr. But, you know. <laughs> and uh, then uh, he's like, Finn, they need you. You're you're a leader. You can lead them, but also know that winning isn't everything, and then you need to care for each other. And it's like, did you really care for Marley when she was getting like verbally berated? Yeah. T- ten minutes ago? Whatever. Well, Maggie, we um, find out what it really is, is Will wants him to turn those boys into men, because it's exactly. all about masculinity for some weird reason. What does this man mean i don't know Glee. what do, what is it what is what is man apparently it's, who is man it's, it's following is puck man is finn man it's following in will's footsteps and doing everything exactly the same way that will would do it including ignoring <laughs> bullying so um we don't get an answer okay. but like it's obvious that he's gonna do it so uh, duh and we don't get an answer because it's a fucking episode of Glee. Yeah, and they cannot bad. give us narrative it's, summation or, you know, even, no satisfying ending. Yeah, no, no, never. Okay. I, I, I also want to disseminate this a little bit just because, like, I know that we give Glee a lot of shit for this all the time. And there is, like, like I would argue that, you know... In some cases, there are television shows that do things like this, and they call them cliffhangers, or they, you know, but Mm. Glee literally does this, like, every three scenes, and after you do it enough, it doesn't really have an impact anymore, especially when the answer is obvious. Yeah. 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 Because we are, it's so, like, forecasted. Yes. That we already know the answer, so not getting it, it's just kind of like holding in a sneeze. It's it's terrible. Yes. Um it, it it to put it in a musical term so that Ryan Murphy could understand. It's like not having a resolving note. You yes. Know? We we're missing the uh, resolution here. But and that's, that's where it, the whole episode. Yeah, that's that's the whole episode though cuz just like Lee, we can't give you a satisfying resolution. Um honestly, you know, I wouldn't be too mad at like a loving ballad between Finn and Will. Um <laughs> just be open about it. <laughs> where yeah, exactly. And where there's like a physical passing of a torch. Like, oh my god, no. <laughs> like Will, no. Will has a torch and he gives it to Finn. I mean, this show has some weird obsession with masculinity and being a man and what that means and like obviously it's a bunch of gay men who wrote this so like they think that like you know there's room for being a man inside of like you know being straight and not knowing anything about actual culture or how to appreciate other people but like you can grow and learn and stuff i guess (laughs) and that makes you a man but like 
I just hate this Honestly, context. It's so stupid. Uh, st- straight men should be offended when they watch this show. <laughs> I think they were, and that's why not many of them watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But they were offended for maybe different, different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know if the concept uh, of masculinity was what drove them away. Um. <laughs> um. What, really, what the what they should have done is had uh, an FTM trans person because that's someone turns, who is trying to become a, a man. man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we need to move to the podcast podcast. Uh, everybody business podcast i was gonna do like a hopefully sleep oh (laughs) but um, i was born to podcast business born to podcast business born Born to podcast podcast business business. we did the hand (laughs) motions too you couldn't see it and i couldn't see it but we definitely did them but we we both did them absolutely (laughs) But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important, because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Now we're going to do gold stars for the episode. Yes. Maggie. And? Would you like to go first? No, I think you're going to go okay. first, because did I go first last I don't week? remember. I'll go first. That's fine. Um, my gold star. I will. I, I do want to say there's an honorary mention to Finn. I'm not giving him my gold star, but like he does do some things. We talked about it in this episode that I was like, thank God he finally did something that wasn't terrible. Surprisingly human. Yes. Um, But I'm going to give my gold star to Jake. Um, Mostly because. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. It's. Is it because of the flip? Well, it's, it's yeah. His performance that everybody talks is very good. Um, I also just really like this concept. Like, I don't like this like love quadrangle bullshit, but you can tell that like Jake is a character who actually does care about Marley. So it's nice that like she kind of has someone looking out for her. Like you said, it'd be mm-hmm. nice if he stopped Kitty from overtly bullying her all the time. But maybe that'll <laughs> come. Who knows? But I liked him. So Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't help that he's easy on the yeah. eyes. <laughs> I... <laughs> I want to make a special mention for Blaine. Okay. Um, and his sort of masterpiece theater sure. experience. Yes, of course. This episode. Uh, he's not in it for very long, which is why I didn't give him my gold star. Mm-hmm. But, like, his sort of, like, put upon, like, <laughs> you know, ruined romance. Yes. Sort of vibes yes. are great. Especially when Sam, like, sort of calls him on how, how it's a little bit bullshit. <laughs> like, he's like, didn't you cheat on Kurt? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. I get. Uh, you know. I really understand you, man. Except for the lighthouse yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. And I'm gonna give my gold star to. I think I'm also gonna give my gold star to Jake. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now let's move to best number. Best number. Our options. Are. Sorry, I had to open up my notebook because I closed it as soon as we stopped talking about the episode. I am not good at. I'm not a good podcaster. You should fire me. I'm not doing. This that. is not the role I was born to play. Maggie, we uh, both know eh. you've just lost your confidence. You're just, you know, you just need to <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, just realize that I, you're good at I everything. Wish, so I wish I'd stop thinking about myself this way. <laughs> Whatever, stupid. 
hopelessly devoted to you mm-hmm. opened the episode with Blaine slowing down time yep. like a demon <laughs> and then blow me one last kiss yep. by Marley and Unique Jukebox Hero by Finn and Ryder uh, Everybody Talks Born to Hand Jive and that's it yep so we got a couple of the grease numbers um but I picked blow me one last kiss because you know nice. Marley and Unique are my power duo unique especially yes. is like the vocals are so good it's just yeah, yeah they're amazing yeah. They're, they're amazing like i said the one complaint not enough screen right. time for unique I, I agree so and my best number is going to be everybody talks yeah by kitty and jake uh, because the dancing's really good and the singing's really good. And with the way that they sort of like act about how they like each other, you know, so that they can get mm-hmm. the roles that they want. Um, it, I can sort of like forget that Kitty's so horrible. Sure. <laughs> and just see, sort of see it outside of yes. <laughs> that that story. Uh, I And I want to mention that Born to Hand Jive is cute. I like when they sort of incorporate character interaction within songs and that one does a good job yeah i was gonna say i also really like hopelessly devoted to you i think the grease numbers are actually pretty good in this episode the only yeah definitely the only one that i would say is not good is jukebox hero but that's because i have an insane (laughs) hatred of finn and everything that he stands for so it's mediocre it's a mediocre song anyway especially the babe fantasy like it's like what show do you think this is (laughs) again masculinity what is it glee doesn't know they're trying to figure it out i guess um (laughs) babe is, is it, it babes? Is it, is it babes? faceless babes? It might be faceless babes. Um, so let's move to the last piece of podcast business, the slushy rating. Um, this week, I'm going to give this episode three and a half out of five slushies. That's high. Is it? <laughs> I'm going to give it 1.5. Okay. Um, yeah, the main reason I went that high was because I think that the transphobia stuff is honestly just unacceptable. Oh. The transphobia stuff is out of line. You know what? Fuck my rating. Three out of five. Yeah, because, like, seriously, that is such bullshit. And, like, it doesn't didn't need to be here in any way, shape, or form. So It does not enhance the story at all, right? Because there's no way, like, no one essentially proves Sue wrong either. Like, Finn does give the part to Unique, but the show doesn't like support unique the way it should. Right. Which if if this if this is going to be a positive non-transphobic story, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Um but the other thing too, <sighs> Finn becoming the new Will is just garbage. Um Artie <laughs> is, is garbage. <laughs> like I'm I am very happy that Mercedes and Mike are back, but their presence doesn't make sense in universe and also like no like the tyke stuff is weird and the wemma stuff is bad and like there's not as much fun as some of the episode is there's not a lot when you like jump out to look and look at it there's not a lot that i like here like the numbers are fun what about the what about the kids um plot line like the rider marley jake kitty stuff no i mean i don't really like that either because like like we've been saying, is a lot of Kitty saying some like horrendously gnarly shit to Marley, and no yeah, one doing anything. True. And like, yeah, it's just like I mean I like the numbers. That's a 
effectively mm-hmm. mostly what I like in this episode is just like the musical numbers and like a couple like one line quips that you know Glee just sometimes delivers well. That's it. Yeah. How do you like the the Finn like sort of grooming a new Finn? Oh, that I I hate that. That's so stupid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he. It's like how like Will groomed a new yes. Will, and then it's so Finn is grooming a new Maggie, Finn. Maggie, this is how masculinity works. <laughs> we've we've solved it along with Glee. <laughs> um, no, my big thing too is that like they go to the football practice, and Finn mm-hmm. sees him like catch a football, and is immediately has his attention like perks up, and it's like it's. No, it's the touchdown well, dance. Yes, but like the first thing is he catches the football and then starts doing the touchdown dance. And then Finn's like, because hey, tell me about that guy over there. And Shannon's like, um, he's kind of a sack of shit. And Finn's like, perfect. I'll take him. Look how good his moves <laughs> I'll are. I'll take him. <laughs> uh, okay, so we finished the episode and look at that. We are just about at time. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm. Whenever we hit around the one hour mark during our like extreme rant, and I'm like, you know, are we really gonna get it under one thirty? And we do. We really have. We've got the timing. No, down. I know. And now that I'm done praising <laughs> us, putting let's us close off of time. Episode. Yes. So you can contact us on Twitter at snmhakeglee or by email snmhakeglee at gmail If you have anything you want to tell us about this episode or other episodes of Glee. Um, I mean, obviously, we're we're all here together. We're all suffering right now, and it's yeah. not going to get better. I don't know what to tell you. Hit us up. Yeah. Hit us up so that we can wallow in this pit of despair. Yes. And we have an Instagram, too, SNM Hakely. You can find bonus content on our Patreon at SNM Hakely. Uh, just search that, or it's like the slash on Patreon, mm-hmm. too. Yep. And uh, if you choose to support us, know that uh, some of our proceeds from there go to the Trans Law Center yes. currently. Especially. Because, especially. <laughs> because of transphobia. And also, like, not just in Glee. Like, you know. Just in the world. Yeah. So, um, but that's just about everything. So, uh, until next week when we talk about Season 4, Episode 6, Gleese, which I'm really upset I have to say that. Uh, I've been Sam. <laughs> and I've been Maggie. And we hate Gleese? From the top. Blah. <laughs> oh no, now I have to clean up my keyboard. <laughs> 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 <laughs>